Would you look at that, Mr. Petey Mack? The Mets are only three games out of a wild card spot. The Believers are back. The Mets are right back in the mix here. How do you feel today on this August 5th, Mr. Petey Mack? How do I feel? I feel great. Um, so I've watched a lot of Sopranos for like the last couple of months, uh -huh. and, and I feel like this is the only way for me to start the show is you know, we'll see if I get an impersonation of an impersonation correct here. Uh -huh. But once I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> the Mets. Why did I do this? The hottest team in baseball. I'm yelling at the TV again. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, they did it to me. I did it. It was a White Sox series. So Syndergaard is a great start, uh -huh. and they pull him at like 98 pitches after he threw a nasty slider, get a strikeout, and I'm like yelling at why are you taking him out? And then I was like, oh, no, it's back. <laughs> I got the disease again. <laughs> oh, no, I'm yelling at the TV, getting emotionally involved. The Lugo came in, got out of it, and it was great, and they've done nothing but keep winning really since then, so... Let's go. Let's buck up. <laughs> it's funny. Let's I was, go another round. Since we since we started showing the uh, fan graphs pro, pro, uh, projections here on the on the show, I've been kind of glued to it. And the percent right now, the Mets have twenty eight point six percent chance of making the wild card spot. It's a legit number. Yeah. Phillies twenty one point two. They're ahead of them in the standings, but yeah. below them in the projections. And you know, I were talking before we went live. A lot of factors play into that you know uh player numbers or or uh i have no idea how they do it i just know there's a lot of stuff meshed together and i look at it as a quick and dirty number yeah but yeah i mean 28.6 what'd you say is it 28 28.6 right now i mean that's like it was three percent like two weeks ago <laughs> it seems so high it feels like it might as well be 90 percent because they're playing good ball right now and you feel good about it and they're winning games and they were at 3.9 percent uh, just a few weeks ago so it's like house money, you know. The way it works out, like like you were saying, we don't really know all the all the factors that go into yeah. playing with these percentages. But the Phillies and Nationals have identical records right now. The Phillies have a twenty one point two percent chance, and the Nationals have a seventy two point seven percent chance. That's a ball, that's that's a gigantic difference. But wow. we'll see what happens because this weekend. Well, granted, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Four games against the Marlins starts today. Yeah, double don't header. Look past these guys. Double header out at City Field. We know that. Uh, when you're playing against a team like the Marlins, you're like, oh, wow, it's going to be easy pickings. And granted, they got swept by the Marlins earlier in the year. So nothing's easy. The Marlins always, for whatever reason, kind of turn up a notch against us. Look at how it was even back in the day to, to knock us out of the playoffs that last, get, get, last day of the year. I think it was 2008 or 9, 2008, when Reyes had that dust up at uh Shea They can't Stadium. have that this week. No, they, absolutely they, not. Uh, they, they, I did the, the Mets players probably can't name more than five Marlins. <laughs> so, like, you know, there can't be any bad blood there. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing like that. They have to just – three out of four, anything absolutely. less than that is absolutely unacceptable mm -hmm. these four games because then the schedule turns up a bit. Absolutely. They were playing eight and nine series against teams that are in the mix, uh -huh. legitimately yeah. in the mix. A lot against the Nationals, a lot against the Braves coming up. Yeah, they got nine games against the uh, – from here to the end, they got nine games against the the Nationals. So, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, – I'm sorry, against the Braves. That's why I brought up the question today, which we were kind of both rolling our eyes at because I don't believe that this is possible. I, I mean, anything's possible. Granted, seven games up, 17 left to play when the Mets had their epic collapse. Anything is possible. Ten games up behind the Braves – 
you're playing them nine more times. I posed the question today on the orange and blue thing Twitter account because I was getting a lot of tweets like this this morning. Like, hey, three games out of the wild card, but only 10 out from uh, first place in the NL East. Is it possible? And the poll went up today, and I'm shocked at the result. And I don't know if it's really just people buying into this LFGM rallying cry from Pete Alonso or whatever it may be, riding high over after the weekend. But the question was, the Mets are 10 games behind the Braves for first place in the East. The Mets play the Braves nine more times this season. Do you believe they can still make a run at this thing? Almost 3,000 people vote yes, LFGM, or no, no shot. Yes, with 64% of the vote here. That's a Pretty staggering number there. I thought it would have been the other way around. See, you know, I've been the bad guy for these past few weeks because I'm saying they're dead, they're a bad team, and all the, you know, my honest opinion about it. Now I'm buying in a little bit on this wild card thing. You got to throw the division in my face and make <laughs> me the bad guy again? Hey, listen, it's, it's, it's always great to have these conversations because – I would love for you to be wrong, and I'm sure you'd love to be wrong as well. Yeah. Um, but the way that the fans are, and I'm saying you're a fan as well, but you're more realistic because uh, you're, I just, a mix. you're just realistic. Well, you know? it's, it's part of the fandom and part yeah, of the, yeah. you know, there's a separation of emotions that comes into play sometimes when you do the media thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could look at it from different right, right, vantage right. points. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to talk about the division because that's not no, they're no, not it's... close to that. Like, let's enjoy this ride, which it feels like a second season, like a second life. This team was dead. And they were playing terrible baseball. And there are a couple of things that I think have changed over the last few weeks. And I know it's easy to just say, well, they're beating up on the Pirates yeah, and the White yeah. Sox and the Twins are playing lousy baseball right now. And sure, that plays into it to some degree. But a couple of things have changed for the Mets. Seth Lugo had a monstrous month, the reliever of the month in the National League in July. He has steadied almost single-handedly a lot of that pen i think getting justin wilson back helps uh, a little bit obviously there's still problems in that pen uh, but uh. it's better than it was and the other thing that i think is dramatically changed for this team is the play of Ahmed rosario at shortstop i've been bemoaning the defense for the mets forever uh it seems and rosario there were times in may where if a routine ground ball was hit to him, you shuddered. Right, right, right. You didn't want anything going yeah. to him, and I don't think that he wanted anything hit to him at that time. And then you see the season, uh, the series finale against the White Sox. He makes a number of diving plays, starting double plays, big time defensively, not only making the routine plays now, but he's actually showing some of that range that we know is there, mm -hmm. and he's taking the proper angles is the way that Gary DeSarcina has, has told reporters about it. So uh, I think that a couple of things have changed, and you add Marcus Stroman in the place of Jason Vargas. There are some legitimate things, not just the schedule, to look at and you say, hey, the Mets have improved in some areas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's a scary place to be in, too, as a player. If you're if you're out there and, and you're struggling, and it's also the kind of thing where, like, you're nervous that the ball's going to come to you, it's just like a double-edged sword. It's just like... The game's mental. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah, part of it. Absolutely. And you know, I wrote something the other day. I was kind of riding the coattails. We, uh, when when Danny and I did our little live show the other day, I was saying like this Brody letter that he posted after Pete wrote his letter, and then I wrote something like, "Hey, to the players, you know, be positive." PMA, it's a real thing. And, I, and I, I'm not baseball, sports, life, your job, whatever you do. I feel like if you're in the mindset of 
you could do this, you could win, you could whatever. It goes a long way. And I think that Did you say PMA? PMA, positive mental attitude. Oh, okay. So there was a band called the Bad Brains back a long time ago. A lot of people have used PMA, but PMA, they had all song called Attitude. Look it up if you're interested in that sort of thing. But a punk rock band back a long time ago. PMA. So that makes sense. I've never heard of it because yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm always Debbie Downer talking about the band. It, it's, it seriously goes a long way. And I feel like in, in anything you do in life, if you just if you feel it and you believe it and you trust in yourself and your abilities, I think that could really go a long way. Well, I always think this. Uh, manager, players, those guys should always be on the optimistic end. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it could be irritating as a fan when the manager is just kind of off in his own like rainbow world, right, you right, think. Right. Like a general manager has to be realistic about where you are. Um, and you know, fans, you can go on either end of the spectrum. It's cool. I, I, I just, um, you know, like to me, I, I don't want to open myself up to like get hurt. You right, know what right. I mean? No, I get you. Like, it's like a relationship. You sometimes you got to heal you a little guarded. bit you be before you're going to dive in again and yeah. start getting all angry and allow them to get to you. So well, that's the, the other side of the power of positive thinking. Let's think about uh, especially that. from a fan perspective, when you can't control any of it, but players always, always should be positive. I, I expect that from them, and there's no downside to. But what do you, you think? Know, do you think that, that uh, you know a guy like Diaz, who clearly uh, his back's up against the wall here, they're going to keep throwing him out there and and try to help fix whatever the hell's going on with him. But I feel a lot of that's mental too, like his demeanor, the way he's carrying himself uh, on the mound, and you know, I, I don't, I, I. I uh, refuse to believe you go from as, what he was last year to what he is this year, just changing the uniform, changing teams, and changing time well, zones. It's amazing. Last week, Mike Petriello of MLB.com had this long breakdown of Edwin Diaz's season and how the fastball velocity is still there. And the slider is still doing the right things, but he's throwing it higher in the zone, maybe because the catcher is not as good and he doesn't trust Ramos, or maybe because the defense isn't as good behind him. Uh -huh. and, and basically saying, like, underneath it all, there is still a really good pitcher in here. And then this week has been a disaster for Diaz, and you're really squinting now to say he's the same pitcher that he was last year. And I... No, I, don't I think, think it's got to be mental. It's got to be mean, in there it, it somewhere. It absolutely has to be in his head. Yeah. And, and that's where all this is going wrong and snowballing. And it becomes difficult because if it is mental, as easy it is to say, well, you can't have this guy close anymore. Uh -huh. Now if you have Seth Lugo take his spot, does it does it get worse? Does it spiral? Do you lose Edwin Diaz altogether as mm -hmm. a productive pitcher? And I understand you can't run him out there forever and let him blow games and give up home runs. And it's uh, it's Is brutal. Is it too late the, to send him down? No, I'll never send him down for a week. Something? No, no, no. no, no. I, I would, you know, demote him out of the closers role. Maybe huh. the other side of it that's tough is Lugo can't pitch every day. Mm -hmm. So you do it. Let's say, let's say tonight there's one close game. So Lugo closes it, and Diaz throws the eighth inning. Let's just say they do that. Now Lugo probably can't pitch tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I know they've gone back to back occasionally, right, right, but let's right, say right. it's a long inning, whatever. Right, right, right. He can't go tomorrow, so now you need Diaz in what might be a one-run game. So now you got to trust him there. Yeah, luckily the other night he came in, gave up the home run. They had a big enough matter. lead. It yeah, didn't they matter. scored some runs uh, in the eighth inning, which is nice. But that's uh, it's very very difficult, and I think you have to do everything you can to try to just get this guy right. And I'd probably let him blow one more. If he pulls PMA. another one, then he's out. PMA Diaz. I don't know. I don't think you watch the show, but PMA. Uh, <laughs> let's hit the phones. We got Finn. What's up, Finn? How you doing? 
Hi. <laughs> how hey, are Finn. you? Hey, Finn. How you doing? What do you got? Um, do you think the Mets will make the postseason? Do I think I? Yeah, I, I believe that they will. I mean, only three games back now. Big uh, couple games coming up here against the Marlins, and we'll get back into this. What do you think? Are you a believer, Finn? Finn, do you believe? Uh, yes. Awesome. So who's your favorite Mets player? Uh, who's your favorite Mets player? My favorite Mets player is Jeff McNeil. Well, that's a good one to have. Squirrel. All right, uh, Finn. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. We'll see you out there at City Field, all right? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Shout out to Finn, eight years old, giving the giving the uh, show a call there. Need nothing but optimism, man. I'm glad I haven't cursed yet today. Um, <laughs> let's actually crack open this beer because Pete and I are heading to the game in a little bit. So we're having a little pregame party now. I know if you're waiting outside the ballpark now, McKellar's opens at 2 o'clock today, special for the doubleheader. So I am on the orange mango jam, and Pete's kicking it with the nice strong – what's that one called? Lead a horse to beer. That one's my favorite. <laughs> Literally, that's Baby. my favorite. I think that one's got really? some extra kick. Yeah, that's that like one's eight and a half percent, and then it's awesome. Sixteen and a half percent. Yep. All right, let's go. Yep. Go. Have Lead a good time. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Pete. Oh, hello, Lizzie. Oh, hi. Lizzie's hi, guys. behind the scenes. Give a call if you want to chat. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. We are also giving away two gift cards today for the Seven Lines website or our mobile truck. If you come and shop in person, you can use the gift card there as well. But I want to let you know about this fun promotion McKellar has going on this week. Do you know anything about the Ocho on ESPN? Well, I know it was in Dodgeball. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. So they this uh, on 8-8 this week, ESPN is doing the Ocho reunion, whatever it may be. So McKellar is... Um, doing a special Ocho promotion this week where they are doing a all-day beer special on the 8th. For $8, you get two pints. So $4 pints, it's a special all day on the 8th. So pop on into the brewery, tell them Orange and Blue Things sent you. They are on Seaver Way around back of uh, around back of the ballpark. McKellar is on Seaver Way, 126th Street. If you're parking, it's in uh, Lot G. Just tell them on all non-event days. Don't forget, you can park there for free. So if the Mets aren't playing that day or there's not a special event, you can park in Lot G. They are around back on 126th Street on the back of the ballpark. So pop on in. This week, eight 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 dollars for two pints of McKellar. We got to hit that pregame today, right? I think we, if we have time. We have time. Yeah. We have time. We got to turn this traffic. thing off. Come on, we're going to... Yeah. Blitz right there. Pop up the uh, podcast. Do we have the seven-line helicopter yet? Can oh, we, man, can we make awesome. that happen? <laughs> Maybe one day. So give us a shout. 631-388-5195. Also share the show to be in the running for the gift cards. And um, this weekend, we have a very big, which is funny. because I don't know if I've said this yet today on the show, but this might be our first August show that has ever had like juice behind it where the Mets are still kind of in it because this is our third season doing this last year was, was a, a, a disaster. The year before yeah. that in 2017, what they win like 70 something games. No, so, this year's playing out a lot like 2016 yeah. when I also proclaimed them dead in mid August. <laughs> and then they went on a run with uh, Reyes and his and Cespedes hitting at the top and Lugo and Gesellman fortifying the rotation. That was a, a wild run that the Mets had. And we probably, I don't know. It feels like whenever you think of 2016, you just think of that wild card yeah. game. But it really was amazing how the Mets not only got to the wild card, but got the top spot and hosted that wild card game. I'll, I'll still go back and say 
The most confident I have ever seen this fan base was before that wild card game in 2016. Everybody thought the Mets were going to win, yeah. even though it was Madison Bumgarner. I've right, never right, right. Uh, seen full belief from a fan base because they've been playing so well for a month and a half, and they'd gone to the World Series the year before. It was just like nothing could go wrong tonight. Yeah, that was a bu- walking out that night was a, a gigantic bummer. Getting back to the car, we were actually filming for the uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, loyal to the last out documentary so it was it was tough because they filmed a lot throughout that season they came to a lot of outings with us and they were there that night so um it, it's weird to have a camera in your face when you're trying to you know you're having a real emotional moment like man this sucks and they're following you to the car and stuff it was kind of it was a weird experience and a uh, weird moment to Sucked. to live through right like the camera uh. like they're looking, that's, they want that emotion. They want that, that yeah. angle. Yeah, they surely got mine. Like, oh, get, you know, I, I don't want to do this right now. But, uh, yeah, that was a rough night. And yeah. the de Blasio will forever be the emotion of the night. Um, this weekend, <laughs> we got a big tailgate party, and you're all invited. Even if you're not sitting with us, come on down to the marina lot. We're going to be there bright and early. It's a 7 o'clock game, so expect people to start showing up around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't think this game was going to have much juice behind it a month ago. And now, right here we are. We're only three games behind them in the wild card standings. So this weekend, Mets, Nats, huge weekend at City Field. I expect the place to be rocking. And next month, we're going to be down there on Labor Day. So there's a lot of home games too down yeah. the stretch. I yeah. think that was the whole thing with Alonzo's post. Right, right. We have a ton of home games yeah, coming up. Yeah. The schedule is more difficult with the teams they're playing, but at least you're home. I mean, they have home. you know to to be home. Certainly, I mean, uh, as a team or even a fan base, you want to see the guys at home. And uh, and it's not the offensive graveyard that it used to be. It used to be when the Mets are at City Field, it's like oh, uh, the offense is going to dry up. And right, right. But you don't get that feeling anymore. This year has been much different as far as that goes. It seems they kind of conquered at least that demon over the course of the first half of the year. It may also be the the juiced baseballs. Yes, <laughs> it is the juiced baseballs, but uh, it's a it's a thing that no longer hovers over this team for the first time really since the ballpark was built. So uh, let's give a little mention here. I mean, we've already touched on it, but Cano, he was swinging a hot bat. I mean, a, a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, it looked like this guy was completely dead. And, uh, you know, a, a player of his caliber, he, there's always something left in the tank, or we at least we hope so. And he was showing it, and unfortunately... Another leg injury yesterday. I think he pulled his hamstring here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Cano placed on the 10-day IL, uh, left hamstring, and uh, Giorme has been called up from AAA. Walker Lockett has been named the 26th man for today's doubleheader. So He's going to start the night game. Yeah, the night game. He actually became a Met, uh, part of the Ploiecki trade. So uh, Walker Lockett out there for game two, DeGrom for game one. And, you know, Another thing that we we haven't uh, really been touching on as, as much lately is the amount of innings we're getting out of the starting pitching. So guys are going a lot deeper into the game. Keep so, doing it. Yeah, just go deep, go deep, and uh, don't have to rely on the bullpen nearly as much. That's got to be what, what the whole thing is with the Mets. You know, um, what was the game? The game they lost this weekend to Pittsburgh. It was Friday, yeah. It was Friday when Mats gave it all up in the fourth inning. Yeah. And, you know, the offense starts chipping away at it, and then all of a sudden Tyler Bashler's on the mound in the seventh inning of a one-run game, and you see, you know, his bullpen is thin. Right. And, and there's not a whole lot of trusted guys. I, I saw everybody on Twitter complaining that Bashler gets this inning, and I'm like, did you want Jairus Familia throwing that inning? Like, <laughs> what were you looking for here? So, you know, the starters have to go deep. Like, I, I was surprised, you know, Marcus Stroman is a terrible first inning on Saturday. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. But they actually did survive uh, that game. But that's 
that can't be the way this typically goes. They need DeGrom to be great, which he has been of late. They need Syndergaard to be great, which he has been of late. And they need Stroman to be very good, Mats, Wheeler. They need these guys to all be capable of going seven innings. It's like a throwback staff. They're playing 1990s baseball, the Mets, whereas every other team, hey, they get six innings out of their starter. That's great. That's not going to cut it for the Mets yet, especially until Edwin Diaz starts you know, getting back to the norm. There's yeah. one guy you trust in that pen right now, right? It's Seth Lugo or Bust. Maybe Justin Wilson, Luis Avalon is throwing all right, but, yep, you know, yep. uh, the big guy's Lugo. PMA, Pete. PMA. I know. I know right. So let's give a little shout-out. I mean, even though he's now on the enemy, give a little shout-out to the local guy. TJ Rivera is getting back in the mix. Hey, good for TJ. I was happy to see this. Yeah, he was uh, with the Ducks for a little bit, and now he's uh, happy to report he signed on with the Nationals. He was with the Ducks for like a week. Yeah, My gosh, yeah. that was quick. Yeah, quick. So uh, double, I think he's assigned to double A, but uh, he's back in it, back in the bigs or back in, you know under the wing of the bigs. So yeah. I'm just hoping that it doesn't come down to where uh, TJ's got his big the Nationals moment against oh, us. Oh, sure. Yeah, Daniel Murphy 2.0, right? Yeah, right. No, but right. TJ, <laughs> uh, yes, we would have preferred to go to about 27 other teams, but uh, I'm, I'll be rooting for TJ to, to see him back. You know, the one of those guys, not to keep harping on this game, but you go back to that wild card game in 16, he's betting fifth for the Mets. This guy who came out of nowhere. I remember, you know, taking phone calls about him when he's in the minors and people were just kind of looking at the stats. So, hey, this guy's hitting 330. He must be good. And I'm like, well, all the people who know prospects say he's not And you know, so what are you going to do? And Rivera, once he came up, he never stopped hitting and he was able to play a couple of different positions. So he was uh, he was another guy that was key in that stretch run of 16. Did you happen to see this the other day? Uh, we were talking about it, Danny and I. We did a little live stream the other day. But did you see this A's? Uh, this this guy got the contract from the pitching machine? Yeah, man. I used to run the fast pitch at the Ducks when I was in high school. I never saw anybody touch the 90s on that. Like Even How some of the players would mess around. Was that? How accurate do you think this gun is? Uh, I, you know what? I always thought the one at the Ducks was low. I always felt it was lower than it really was. Because, right. like I said, I've, I had some of the players come by, and they couldn't hit 90 on it. And I'm like, you know, this gun must not be right. But, you know, it depends on, on what it is and how it's set up. But, uh, and you're throwing 95. Right. And, yes, with a crow hop. But right, apparently right, right, he could right, throw, right. like, 93 on the mound. That's unbelievable. So Nathan Peterson got uh, signed a, a contract with the A's a couple weeks That's ago. Awesome. He uh, hit 96 on the gun at, the, at a Rockies game. But mm -hmm. he was already on the radar of the A's from, uh, I guess, last year, a triple A affiliate in Nashville. He did the same thing. So good for him, man. That's awesome. Let's, it's kind of the thing where it's, you know, the technology days or social media or things that could just get captured now. You can get discovered in the weirdest ways. Yeah. Whether it's sports or acting or whatever. It's easier than ever for a talent to be discovered, right? Right, right. right. I mean, this is kind of a weird example, uh, but even like Justin Bieber, uh -huh. Right, like, isn't that? Doesn't he have like an organic he did, story? Like, YouTube, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He was kind yeah. of discovered on YouTube and and rose through the ranks yeah. in that yeah, way. Usher, it wasn't like Usher discovered him from YouTube. Really? Okay. Think, yep, yeah. I like, mean, so like a little help with Usher, but he was basically you know thrown out there. Generally, he didn't have to know anybody necessarily, and I don't know everything about his story. Mm -hmm. Someone could prove me wrong on this, but you know, you don't you don't have to have the same connections. You yeah, need yeah, yeah, some yeah. people to say, "Well, this person's talented," and push you out a little bit. But it it can happen much more organically now than ever before did you ever go to fire island 
just changing the subject here, but I went. <laughs> we went on Saturday, and it was. I did you see Bieber? No, he wasn't there. They probably played some at the bar I was at, but I, yeah, I, I was probably one of the older people there. I'm going to be 39 in, in November, so we went to Flynn's in um, Fire I've been Island. There. Have you been? Mm-hmm. So I'm almost. I'm pretty disappointed in myself for not doing this sooner. Because not that I'm over the hill here by any stretch of the imagination, but we went out for Amanda's uh, Amanda's birthday. Uh, she's part of the crew. She's about to marry the general next year. Uh, she's going to be an indart, and it was a fun time. But I'm there, and I'm like, man, it's this close, and I've only been I've never been here before. My whole it's life. like a whole other world. It's I like a vacation. It. I had no never cars. gone there until I was like 26, and I grew up in East Islip, so you're right there. I'm right by the ferry, and I never went over there. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like I'm on vacation. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and you just do it for a day and then go right back home at night. But, yeah, it's phenomenal. It was unbelievable. There. I had a great time. Broke Did you listen sp- to a lot of Bieber? Like, what, what brought on this story? I'm I was just curious. thinking, I don't know. I don't know what just brought brought that on. But It's like Pete's boring, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Get out of <laughs> no, you know, we try to mix it up here once in a while. But uh, I was rocking my Strowman jersey. People were like, wow, you already got the Strowman. He's pitching tonight. Like, I think that. He probably didn't. Well, now he does because they're back at, at City Field. I don't think he had. The, you had the jersey before he even threw a pitch with the Mets? I have his home blue jersey before he has his home blue jersey, probably. Because uh, when he, he tweeted out the other day that he was going to rock seven, uh, my Majestic Connect, I'm like, hey, can, can I put a jersey order in? And I guess they had to wait for the official press release from the team before they can make the authentic. I mean, mm-hmm. they got the blues hanging up, n- no name and number, and they, they sewed it up, and I got it last Friday. But... It's funny wearing it at the bar. People are like, well, you know, local guy, Long Island, Stroman. Like, I buy into that type of shit. Like, I like the story behind it. Sure. Um, and now that I live in Medford, and and that's where he's from, it kind of, I don't know. I connect the dots here. I get I get behind the local guys. But, um, hey, I don't know why I was thinking about Flynn's. But I think... Flynn's is fun. It was a good time. I, 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 the, I, I, nice I, little walk. It wasn't a good time for my wallet. The the Montauk oh. watermelons that I was drinking were oh, like the best. $9. You get a whole six-pack for Just like a 11 Oh, yeah. man. They're everywhere now. That's all I've been drinking. Like when I go home, I drink the watermelon beer. Yeah. And I feel like a total sissy, but it's just so refreshing in the break. summer. It's, it's so refreshing. It's beautiful. It's like this mango jam I'm, I'm having today from McKellar. Mm. But uh, the... Um, Yesterday we're we're driving and Kelly's in the back seat. We're heading headed out east and uh, she goes, "Man, I'm I'm really I just want some pretzels or something." I'm like, "Why? What's wrong?" She's like, "I'm I've, not that she's just hung over, but she's like, I'm feeling it a, a little rough from yesterday." I'm like, "Yeah, it may have been those rocket fuels." And oh, she had a flint. She goes, "I didn't I'll have any it. rocket fuels." I'm like, "Are you nuts?" She's on a dance floor holding up her yeah. cup that's empty. She's like, "Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I need a refill." I'm it like, looked like you guys had a lot like, of fun. That's what you were having. She's like, "Oh shit!" I, I didn't even realize <laughs> that so, you can't. You can't have the rocket fuels when you're already. Uh, the rounds are twenty five dollars. That bit. and the watermelon was twenty. Well, you start bucks. with the rocket fuels. That's why it's I rocket fuel. That. You know, you start your day off right, and then you you ease into the beer. You can't you can't be so. Well, she didn't going. know. She didn't know. Oh, rocket fuel! I think they put one fifty one on the top of that. Yes. I don't <gasps> fuck with shots. Yeah, it's one fifty one on top. It's it's uh, it's oh basically a mudslide, and then they put a shot of one fifty one on top. Yeah, yeah, she was loving it. I mean, one fifty one is like gasoline. Well, the best part is like you know, not that you just have to start talk- talking about drinking here, but Kelly doesn't get sloppy, so it's great to be able to go out with someone that drinks rocket fuels and not have to like babysit her. But uh, I'm you a just beer- give her some pretzels and <laughs> yeah, yeah, these pretzels are making me thirsty. I'm uh, I don't do shots. I just stick to the beers. It makes it easy on me. But uh, anyway, give us a call six three one three eight eight five one nine five. Mets, beers, rocket fuel, whatever. Give us a shout and share the show if you want to be in the running for today's prize from the Seven Line. It's a gift card, twenty dollars each. For the Seven Lines website, one on Facebook, one on Twitter, and we're running, we're running uh, one 
bat mug shorter now because we're giving the Jason Vargas bat mug to your boy, Rally Man. He called it in on Friday and is the one and only, one of one from Lumberland, a uh, Jason Vargas bat mug. So I got, I got to give that to Rally Man this weekend. Yeah, AJ won last week the bat and, and I was uh, DMing with him afterwards. He's like, thank goodness I didn't get the Vargas bat. <laughs> no, I, I was hoping you'd get it so we could get it out, you know, but um, yeah, I... That's good because it would have been out. a real booby prize to get the Jason Vargas mug. It's funny. There's really only one person who that thinks it's it. funny and wants <laughs> yeah, it. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're bringing it to the right hands. It's that's, like, that's his payment for the uh, the voiceover work he did. For oh us, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It does work for us, kind of. <laughs> the um, it's like when you go to the uh, you know, a Christmas party like the uh, Secret Santa or something. You get the Vargas mug, a booby prize, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. That's what we got. Um, yeah, so give us a shout. You want to chime in. If you're headed to the ballpark today, uh, Pete and I are going to be out there. We're not sitting together, I don't think, but we have tickets. I, no, think, we'll be around. I think it's going to be one of those days where I just want to walk get around. in and, yeah. I bought the cheapest seats up at the top, and I'm just going to mosey about. Mosey on around and Try hang some out. food. Yeah. I know Lizzie's rolling in towards game two. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to be a jinx here, but. I said this to myself this morning, and I'm not saying it's going to happen today, but with the distance and the length we're getting out of these pitchers, I don't think it's that far-fetched to say we might see something special here down the stretch with these guys. Uh, you know, especially when we're not as rely- relying on our bullpen to be lights out, and you do stretch out the guy where guys where, like, really the other day only threw 88 pitches or whatever it was, coming back second start after his his uh, little injury there. Sure. Um I don't know. Might see something special maybe today. No, we'll it's the whole thing. You gotta you gotta ride the starting pitching. That's what this team is built on. You have five horses now, and you want to get seven innings. You don't want to be playing Russian roulette with this bullpen because that's what it is. Yeah, I yeah. mean it is Russian roulette. Like who's gonna kill you today? Again, except for Lugo. So, uh, you know they they haven't solved all of their problems here. But like I said, a couple of things have gone better. I think Lugo's performance and what Rosario has done at shortstop, those are big things. And then with Cano getting hurt now, yeah, I know it's easy to say, oh, he just started hitting. And, and yes, the timing is unfortunate in that way. I'm not sure this is going to hurt them that much. Now Jeff McNeil plays second base. That's his natural position. You like him at that spot. And, all right, so Ligaris gets some more time in center. You know what? Ligaris at least hitting a little better of late. Um, so you you improve the defense with Ligaris in there. He's not the gold glover he was years ago, but you try to find some use out of him, and, and you go from there. But this is, you know, again, part of the danger of bringing in Robinson Cano when he's 36 years old. Not only do you have the drop-off in performance potentially, but you're going to deal with injuries for a guy who's never really been hurt. He hadn't been on the injured list until last year when he was hit with a pitch and broke a bone. This is the first time he's dealing with like hamstring strains yeah, and quad yeah. strains, but that's what happens. You get old, and these are the things that start start going for you. And we'll say, I mean, I think best-case scenario, and I'm saying this out of almost complete ignorance as far as how severe his injury is, but generally with hamstrings, it's a while. Yeah. And there's a good chance you don't see him until September at best, you know? So uh, leave it to Puma to rain on our parade a little bit. Everyone's kind of all fired up here. Did you see this tweet last night from Puma? Yeah, but he's right. He is right, but it is, it's tough to look at. It's a very Puma tweet. So, I love Puma. <laughs> me too. I used to fucking hate him. And I, I met him. First time I ever he's met so him was... so blunt. It's you know great. pitch talks? You ever do pitch talks? Yes. I did pitch talks, and uh, Puma was there, and we talked behind the scenes. And I'm like, you know, I... Not that I, I don't ever dislike anyone, but I'm talking about like his online persona. I couldn't stand him. 
And I talked to him, like, you know what? I think I kind of gave you a little bit of a hard time too often on through the settlement account. I'm sorry. You know, I apologize. And and uh, we talked. And now I've grown to love his tweets. Yeah, he's funny. But he's it's like almost a, like a Francesca. He's like, couldn't stand Francesca, and I kind of like it. Um, he's so, a little off kilter. And I'll tell you what, if you ever listen to a press conference or, you know, one of the scrums, and you hear the like really blunt question that yeah. everyone's been waiting to hear asked. It's almost always Puma. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is his tweet last night. One random thought. This is about the time the Mets were hopeful Cespedes might return before the accident on his ranch. Imagine what the hype level would be right now if Cespedes were close to returning, which is 100% true. It would be nuts. Seeing that we're, we're uh, you know, we lost Cano and now McNeil's going to play second probably and whatever. Whatever the shuffle around is, we're down a guy. And imagine, imagine a healthy Cespedes back to uh, propel this team to the NL East, right? NL East Championship. No, I mean, it's got to make <laughs> you frustrated with what, Whatever happened on his ranch, falling in the hole. We're never really going to find out the real story with that. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, but whatever. Uh, it, It was damaging. At the time, it was damaging, and then I was like, all right, well, whatever. They get the insurance money, but now that they're back in this fix, it's... It's damaging again. And the other part of it, you know, I kind of mentioned the insurance money. Ken Rosenthal had this in his uh, athletic story. Like, we think of the Mets, and we're always, like, banging against the payroll, right, that it should go up. And they're actually up against the luxury tax based on the math, however the heck they do it in Major League Baseball. And obviously, they get insurance back for David Wright and Yuan Assessment, but these guys' salaries still count towards the luxury tax. And apparently that's something that's going to be, you know, maybe was a factor at the trade deadline, but will be a factor in the years ahead where, you know, they don't want to jump over that line. It's not something that they've done in many years. And that's common to all the teams in baseball now. That's become uh, essentially a a salary cap and a soft salary cap. If you get money back from the insurance, then you reinvest it. It still counts towards... It goes up. Uh, apparently. Really? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem fair. No, um, but that uh, apparently is the way that the math is done. Like in Rosenthal's story today, again on The Athletic, I, I think it was like their luxury tax payroll is like almost $200 million or above $200 million, and it, it's right against the uh-huh. ceiling there. And it doesn't make sense at all. You're so like, you wait, a- wait, wait, wait. The Mets have a $200 million payroll. No, they don't. Right, right, right. I don't right, know right. how you do the math and end up there. But however they do the maybe it includes draft picks. I don't know. But however they do the math in Major League Baseball, uh, that is like That's stunning ridiculous. to me. And that is something that can be limiting because you start looking ahead for this Mets team. DeGrom gets much more expensive next year. Familia gets much more expensive next year. Yes, they've rid themselves of Vargas and Frazier's contracts, but everybody else is basically just going to take that over. So there's not a lot of wiggle room if they don't raise the payroll for them to add around this team when they're trying to be competitive, especially after now adding Marcus Stroman. And then you start looking two years ahead. And, you know, they don't have players in the minor leagues that are ready to help. Mm -hmm. You know, all these teams now, they want those young players that are cheap. They're making the minimum, and they fill out your roster, round out your roster. Maybe a couple of them are really good and Mm -hmm. start, but at the very least, your bench is a lot of those guys. That's why, like, Kelly Johnson doesn't get paid after the the terrific seasons that he had. So, you know, I I just... um, that's where it gets tricky, I, I think, for the Mets in the coming years. Probably not next year, but the year after where you trade all these prospects now, they've basically left the top end of their system barren, and they're one of the worst farm systems in the game now. Uh, And how do you make that work if you're up against that luxury tax? Forget about the fact that it seems like, you know, they haven't 
gone all in with the payroll at times over the years. It just seems to make no sense. I mean, if you spend 100 bucks, get 20 back, and you spend it again, you don't, you didn't spend 120. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. This is you know, Major League Baseball versus the union too, yeah, yeah. right? They want to try to keep their costs down, and I'm sure this is one of the tools they have to, uh, to manipulate that. Uh, we got Lucho. What's up, Lucho? How you doing, man? Yo, what's up, fellas? What's Lucho? going on? How's it going? What do you got? You're at work today? Yeah, man. I'm at work trying to get my stuff done so I get to this games tonight. <laughs> trying to sneak out of here quick. I even brought the boys in. They cutting. I'm going to cut work. They're cutting camp. Oh, nice, oh. nice, nice. <laughs> A little hooky for the fam. All right, yeah, so yeah. what you got? Real, real you quick, I bought two things real quick. Number one, Pete, you need to stop with this PMA and thing. You need to stay negative. <laughs> we don't need your PMA in. You need to do what you've been doing just stay the course, my man. Stay the course. I'll tell you what. You I got this horseshoe in front of me, which has been very luckily. I won't touch it. I am like very nervous. Don't. I don't want to be around it. Don't be touching our good luck, bro. You know, <laughs> don't touch it. And second of all, guys, listen. I know how to fix this. How? You know how Rally Man was all about Vargas when everyone wanted to shoot him to the moon? Uh-huh. And then he became Vargas. Yep, yep. We need Rally Man to get on the wagon of Diaz. He'll fix him. Okay, I, I think that, that that should be very easy to pull. Rally off. Man, That's the best you, you plan yet. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know Rally Man's on. He's gonna get on the line later. We need to get him behind the movie. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see you guys tonight at the stadium. We'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye, Lewis. Bye. That's a great call. I'm actually not against that. I that's, think that's a good a, idea. That's, that's the best great, idea I've heard. I stand by Diaz. That's That would be Rally Man's uh, phone call if he called us right now. Um, no, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a fun night at the ballpark. Um, I'm just waiting for the phone to... Oh, oh, is it him now? The phone is ringing. No, it's not. <laughs> um, and I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, all the fans that have purchased today's uh, presale for the black jersey that I'm rocking right now. So if you're not watching live, you don't know what I'm talking about, but head on over to sevenline.com. You can check it out. We teamed up with Majestic on this one-time release limited edition black jersey. It's a pullover style V-neck, a 20-year you know, reunion of the, the Mets rock and the black back in the day. But we did a V-neck pullover instead of a button-down, which to my knowledge has never been done, and combined the old-school racing stripes down the sides, which also as the black, I don't think that's ever been done as well. But for those jersey heads out there that may notice the stripes in the sides on the old school jerseys back in the day, the white ones that had that first, the stripes were blue, orange, I mean, uh, orange, blue, orange on the sides. And we flipped that. So we're doing blue, orange, blue, um, switch it up a little bit. So the trim doesn't match the rest of your jerseys and uh, a couple patches on there. So it's an authentic style, cool base, hundred percent polyester Jersey. So these are expensive. They're $249.99. And a lot of people are balking at the price but the reason being is that is that this is a uh, authentic style material. The patches are all the authentic three layer twills, and uh, it's just top notch. So limited edition, one time release, small through four X. If you want to buy one, head on over to the sevenline.com. We're only making these once, and once we hit our production minimum, we will turn the sale off, and uh, Majestic will get to work. So these it's are crazy not... that the black jerseys are like throwback. Now. I know, right? They don't wear years. them at all. Can you believe it's 20, been twenty years? Hey, I was watching uh, after the Mets game yesterday, after the post game, they start doing like Mets moments and yeah, things. Yeah, and you yeah, start yeah. seeing all the black jerseys again. I think they I'm should like, do it once wow. a year. 
think once a year they should no, rock. It's them. probably reached that point. Or once a month, I don't know something. It's been because people, some people hate these jerseys, and well, a yeah, lot of yeah, people yeah, yeah, love yeah. these yeah. jerseys because you know, like if you're my age, you grew up with it. Like I, I, love, I, love I like that jersey. The, I like the black hat with the blue brim. That was my favorite mm-hmm. Mets hat. You don't really see that anymore, but it you know went with the black jersey. It's funny you bring that up. We actually have a version of that hat coming out soon. We're going to have them in before the jersey ship. So if anyone wants to match a new black hat with their jersey, we are bringing back that hybrid blue brim uh, black yeah. cap <laughs> with a little T7L in the back. So uh, let's hit the phones again. Uh, we got Mike. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Hey, what's going on here? It's good, Mike. Oh, a familiar Mike. How you doing? For, How we doing? How's it going, Mike? How you doing? Good, 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 good. I'm just hanging out here doing a little bit of work getting ready for the school year. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know that you are uh, here yet. I know, but the teacher life, man, it's back. It's almost grind time for you, huh? Yeah, it is. We're trying to get some scheduling stuff done, but we'll figure it all out. You guys and set up that bulletin board. Labor day. I remember that's a What's big that? day. You guys set up the bulletin board and stuff. <sighs> <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff that comes first. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, I was just hearing Lucho there talking. Uh, um, about the whole PMA stuff, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, no, definitely, got to be optimistic. You really do have to be optimistic about it. Well, he's saying I should not be; that I should stay negative it's and keep so saying they stink uh, because it's it's worked out. <laughs> well, then maybe for you, yeah, okay, we'll we'll allow that. But I think, like, I just love the optimism that most people are having, um, and it's, I mean, like, we're loyal to the last out. That's really what we're all about. So, so, Mike, let me ask you, um, not to put you on the spot here, but I saw a tweet from you earlier today, and I actually retweeted it. Uh, I, I forgot because I haven't really seen much about this, but this Saturday we have an outing. You're part of the Semelon Army, clearly, and uh, it is also Pride Night. So um, I know that that's something that's, that's very you know special, and I think that it should have been promoted more, right? Oh, 100%. Like, um, Matt Tracy actually uh, retweeted it. He's a writer for Out Sports. Uh-huh. And he was saying the same thing, like, he hasn't seen it, and it's been the last few years, um, no advertisement whatsoever. The first year, like, they advertised the hell out of it. Um, Mr. Met, they've promoted it in um, February, and like, this is going to be up and coming. So, like, sure, great, and it was awesome, and it happened to be a seven-line outing that year, and it was just such an amazing experience because I was really unsure what I was getting into with the group, and then... The amount of support and that everybody had was just eye-opening and ended up becoming much friendlier with everybody, and it was just great to see. So I was really glad that another one will end up on an outing day. So Yeah, I didn't – I you know, we didn't have – I mean, I'm sure we have some time to still hit Amazon and get an order in, but if you remember that night, a lot of us were wearing the uh, – the, the uh, sweatbands and things like that. So maybe we can put in another bulk order, and, and if anyone who wants one, they can come to the Seven Line Truck at the tailgate party on Saturday. May, yeah, I'll do that. And remind me, Lizzie. We'll, we'll put an order in today to, uh, you know, we got the flags and things like that. So we definitely want to always be as supportive as possible. And um, thanks for print, putting it back on my radar because I had totally had forgotten about it. No, definitely, definitely. It was part of my own process of uh, getting ready to do Amazon stuff so I can get it in time. So <laughs> It's crazy definitely. how quick the Prime is now, right? Like uh, you can order so – you can just think about it right now. It's uh, – get it here tomorrow. So we'll definitely uh, put an order in, and if anyone wants to uh, grab a uh, sweatband or anything, come this Saturday to our tailgate party. And, Mike, thanks for, thanks for the uh, call. I appreciate it. No, definitely. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Have See you Saturday. Night. He's a believer. 
Absolutely. Believe and you know what? I liked I liked the uh, I like that that uh, suggestion from Lucho. Just keep staying, <laughs> stay your course, and uh, things. But will now just work I feel out. good about things. You know, <laughs> I'm not allowed to change my mind when no, I start can't. seeing some things change. You know, that's fine. I can stay. They still stink. You know, whatever works. Whatever works. If they lose a few games this week. Then I'll make sure I'll come on Monday and just rail against them completely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, next, next person to get through, we're going to play What's in the Box, sponsored by our buddies at Lumberland. They make a great product, and uh, we're, we're super happy to have them as part of the uh, Orange and Blue Thief I know there's here. one bat in particular. You've been waiting for somebody to win. It is still available. It's still in still there. Still in the mix. It's one of three. Uh, there's three in there today. We got three bat mugs and one... Um, one uh, gift card, but I got to do a little bit more shilling for the Seven Line Army. The tickets for the DC game on Labor Day are now sold out, but we do have some left. If you want to join us in Cincinnati to go wave at Winker with us, um, <laughs> they, they're right down. Remember the left that? Line too. Remember him? Yeah, right. Wave at Winker. So we're going to be out there uh, September 21st, I believe. I'm just trying to pull it up here now. And there is – I have to update this listing. I think I wrote 75 left. That was over the weekend. Definitely less than that now. Um, but it's uh, Mets at Reds, Great American Ballpark, Saturday, September 21st. If you're watching live, you can see the little highlighted area. We're right there on the field. They did a great job of keeping us all together, and field-level tickets were just $59. That's with the special event T-shirt and the game patch. Um, so definitely hop on over. There's still some time to join us out there in Cincinnati next month. I can't believe it's already – the summer's over, man. It's we have a, This is it. Yeah, we have a few more weeks, and summer is over. Um, yeah, so join us out there in Cincinnati. We are going to have uh, a great time out there and hopefully see something special together as we get down to uh, crunch time here with the little Metsies. Hey, maybe we're meaningful games in the fall. <laughs> know, right? Everyone's just so happy to have meaningful baseball in August. Imagine. Imagine real baseball in September. Somebody in the comments said PMA stands for Pete Mac Attack. Petey Mac attack. All right, whatever, whatever works. All right, let's hit this. Uh, let's hit this Lumberland. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. Is that beer almost done? All right, we got Jim. What's up, Jim? How you doing? What's up, guys? How are you? We're Let's doing, get a gym. We're doing all right. Pete's, Pete's on the nine percent beers. We're getting a little loopy <laughs> over here. You're pre gaming for this double header, and uh, yeah, we got you on the line. I got PMA going. Yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm working fine. I'm hoping it rains so I can uh, go home early to catch the first game. Oh well, I don't think it's going to rain today. But uh, we're going to see. Not, not maybe not up there, but down here in Florida. Oh, okay. oh, okay. oh yeah, it can rain down there. Oh. All right. Yeah. Say, how's that going to work? <laughs> then we won't have a game. Yeah. All right, Jim. So one, two, three, or four. We got three bat mugs and one gift card today. So I don't know what you're interested in, but you have a seventy-five uh, percent chance of getting a bat mug. So what you want? Uh, I'll go with uh, number three. Number Ooh, three. Number three. I think that's a mug. Whoa. Is that the one? It's the pretty mug. It's white. Is it the mug that I've been waiting for? Is it the nah, mug? No, it's not. Oh, but it's a good Still one. Still a great one. Squirrel, Just, baby. You like squirrel? Yeah, squirrel mash is cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim. So uh, we'll ship this out to you. All right, buddy? That's awesome. Jeff. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. Nice job, Jim. Right, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Petey Mac Attack. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm liking it. All right. So uh, shout out to our friends at Lumberland, lumberland.com. 
They are, the, I don't know if they are the originators, but they are the best bat mugs on the market. They have this really cool thing that they just came out with. And I, I know, um, actually, I probably shouldn't talk about it, but a certain Major League Baseball team is sending all their old bats to Lumberland. And what they do now, they, they, uh, they turn any baseball bat into three pieces. So they chop off the end. They turn mm -hmm. that into a bottle opener. The middle turns into a shot glass, and then the top is the bat mug. So you could send them your old bat mug, your old bat, and they turn it into the set for you. So that's really wow. cool. Wow. That's cool. So uh, a team out there, not the Mets, is uh, sending their bats to Lumberland like to get this Like game-used bats? I guess. Or maybe like a second bat or an alternate bat oh, or okay. something. Maybe it's going to be a gift to the players. I don't know. Uh, but um, that's really cool. So Lumberland.com, the special promo code OABT will get you 15% off your bat mug. They got a lot of great options up there. They have the MLBPA license, so you can get a player mug even if you don't see it on the site or like they, jason vargas like jason vargas uh they got the pennant <laughs> series make they make great gifts and uh we're super happy to have them as part of orange and blue thing so lumberland.com 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 15 percent off oabt uh, i think we got time for another call if lizzie wants to i think oh i think that was shouty oh shouty it was shouty but maybe not um it's not a show until shouty calls i know him. right Woo! <laughs> I'm just so excited! Woo! That saves the call. Pete! Ah! I'm so excited! Listen! All right, uh, so um, the master of PNA, I think, oh it my originated God. with Shouty. That should be on her back next year. Shouty, maybe she might be able to fit Shouty PMA or PMA Shouty. Um, share the show. We're gonna do our our share contest, and then Pete and I are gonna head on over to the ballpark for this. Double header, single admission double header. I can't wait. Um, the Grom game one. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. running out of time. Yeah, we can take another one. Um, so, any uh, you working anywhere else this week? You always got a million things going on. Yeah, I'll be on SNY's The Thread at five o'clock tomorrow. Nice. So that's cool. I gotta well, wear like you know like casual clothes. It's not like the suit kind of game. The suit, Pete. So that's kind of that's kind of tricky. You know, I go shopping and. Try to buy some things that are like good on TV and kind of casual, cool, but also. I always felt like it's not really my my thing. I'm like flip flops right, and right, t-shirts, right. and uh, you know, it's an I interesting. Felt like in shows like that, me. like uh, wardrobe, like it's like provided by at the end. Is that not? I got to work my way up to the uh, provided by part of it. That'll you know, I'm just I'm just stepping in every once in a while. <laughs> All right, so uh, but yeah, so I'll be fun tomorrow. Last call of the day. We got Mike in Florida. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Mike. Hey, I just wanted to uh, say what's up from Miami, Florida. Oh, ha nice. Down in Miami. You get to go to a lot of games down there in Mets are in town or no? Yeah, I always go to a bunch of games. I actually went to a game one time when you guys were there. I, can't I didn't realize it until a couple years ago. <laughs> I can't take that ballpark, man. It's something about it. I just hate going there. I like going there when we're there with the crew, but that place, man, I, I don't know. Something about that ballpark. It's That and Yankee Stadium did not feel like baseball stadiums to me. Um, yeah, well, they actually changed it up, and they got a blue wall instead of that horrible green. Yeah, yeah, they got rid of the the fountain, which they should have kept it. I like, you know, even though that place was so crummy, they should have kept that uh, that sculpture, that crazy sculpture for the home run. Like Do they still have the manatees there? No, they never had that. They had the fish tank behind home plate. Yeah, no, they had, no, they had uh, it was like a like cheerleaders kind of except they were all like chubby dudes and they were called the manatees <laughs> really yeah i don't think i that'd be great that'd be funny 
<laughs> it was great. I was, that's why I was asking if they still were there. I guess they're not. I guess they're not. I guess it, let's keep uh, going. So, Mike, um, we're, down, we're down to crunch time here. We're talking about PMA a lot on the show today. Are you feeling that the Mets are going to make a run and go after this thing? Are they going to make the playoffs? Oh, yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in. Full support. My man. I think they're going to do it. My man. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. Be good. Have a good one. All right, so let's They're get to the share contest. All so bad. I'm so fired they, up, They man. totally set I'm us so up. Far. And you know what? You're right. You they have set that. set us up. I'm not That horseshoe has not moved a centimeter since I am the start not the touching that horseshoe. I, you put it in front of me. I'm like, I, I do not want to be near that. this. If this is the lucky charm that's making it all happen, I, I certainly. We are 10 and 2. The fact that two. it's even close to me, I think, is I dangerous. I know. It actually is. Now they lose I, two games tonight. I'm blaming your placement of this horseshoe. I, it's, it was an accident. I didn't do it on purpose. We are 10 and 2 now since we <laughs> were gifted the Pugsley horseshoe. And um, I actually have a design in the pipe with a horseshoe. You can't uh, even see it on the camera. Which is going to be a little weird. Don't touch it. I'm not going to touch, touch it. I'm, I'm just letting people know it's right here. Yeah, it's like behind halfway the beer. hanging off of the table, too. You can see it on the, this angle here. All right, well, let's that's get, the way it's good luck. It's like paper football, you know? Let's get to the share contest and then uh, get the hell out of here. Uh, Lizzie, let me know when you are ready. I will let you And I will do the same. Uh, definitely make a reminder, make a mental note, or put it in your phone. This weekend, this Saturday, more the merrier. Come on down to the tailgate party. It's going to be a fun time out there at City Field in the marina lot. Am I on the camera? Uh, no, but you oh. could be. Uh, there's so Lizzie. Say hi. Oh, hey. All right. <laughs> uh, you take care of the Facebook. I will take right, care of the Twitter. Tell me stop. Um, uh, stop. Patty Sharp Shanahan. Cool. Patty Sharp Shanahan. 20 bucks for the Seven Lines website or the truck. Come out and see us in Patshaw. We're going to be there this see? Thursday. Oh, she can't. She lives in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Well, so you use can it use on the it website. Online. If you, anyone else that's watching this, we are uh, closing out the summer season with a live after five this Thursday in Patshaw. Um, and thanks to all the people who showed up last Thursday. Uh, randomly, I decided to pull the truck out in the back and invited people to come watch the game here and shop. And uh, we actually did better here than a live after five, if you can believe that. Wow, people came. Yeah. This is like a warehouse, yeah. industrial district. There was a lot of people here. during like lunch breaks. Like they, we oh. only post about it once on each social platform. Didn't do any promotion besides that. And I texted Lizzie. Number one, she was mad at me. Because I didn't tell her that I was doing this. And she's like, we have so much to do right now. And you're inviting the internet to come to our warehouse. You needed that eye I roll on so camera. I was so pissed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, we, well, we, he, the first thing he walks in, he's like, what's up? And I was like, I'll tell you what the fuck is up. <laughs> it was Lizzie, Drew, and Danny shipping out the Kansas City packages. I was so mad. And I roll in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to invite some people here and watch the game in the back. So mad. She's like, are you serious? Like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, we're doing it. We already planned it. Uh, we we is a lot well, of people. Well, yeah, I already planned. But I texted him, like, hey, can you come out here for a second? There was a line, like, 20 people deep. And I wasn't even ready with the computer yet, like, getting this shit set up. It was, But it was good. So, I didn't again, even know what, what was going on. Our next time we're doing that, now that you have noticed now, people that are watching this, September 12th is the next weekday oh, my sister's day birthday. game. So we will be opening up. We're not opening up anything. We're just pulling the truck out into the back uh, parking lot here. So come on down if you want to shop in person. Bring a chair. Bring a chair if you want to watch the game. Uh, the TV hooking up to the uh, truck was playing the game. So come and hang out, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. So That's a good day. Yeah, September 12th. We got an outing on the 10th. Love the summer, man.
folding chair in a parking lot watching the Mets. And that his is, kid, his name is all you need. His name is Khan. He uh, skateboarded here from Islip. What? And, and then he watched the game and hung out. And uh, he told me, he's like, next time you do this, can I bring a wiffle ball bat? We'll have a little wiffle ball in the back. I'm like, do whatever you want, man. Like, come on down. So <laughs> wiffle ball and, and baseball in the backyard. I keep on the backyard. The back parking lot of the Seven Lines Warehouse on the 12th. So come on down. Uh, Pete, you want to let me know? Stop. Um, wow, it landed on me. All right, keep going. Stop again. I'm trying to get it on me. Okay. Uh, sports Addict. Fifth. Sports Addict 615. You win the gift card this week. All right, cool. So uh, let's turn this thing off, post the podcast. If you're if you're watching live right now, we appreciate it. If you're listening afterwards, we appreciate that too. Hit that subscribe button. Check back each week. And um, that's it. Tell your friends. PMA. Goodbye to Danny. It's his last week. Oh, Bye, Danny, Danny. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss Danny. He'll miss us for the first six hours yeah he's yeah. going to college i know and then he's gonna be like this he's going is going awesome. away to college in north carolina in the south where it'll be warm for some of the <laughs> living the dream living yeah the dream. but he's oh already pissed that he's like missing games and he's like, not gonna be able to go you're gonna get over that so fast he's already talking about talking about pma this guy's already talking about the playoff schedule he's like october 1st we're gonna be playing yeah well he's what? gonna be back for the nlcs That's yep right. he's already playing he's got that marked down on his calendar I still have to uh, reply to that wedding. I told the, I said, I'm not coming if the Mets are in the playoffs. So anyway, guys, <laughs> see you at the ballpark. And uh, hopefully by next Monday, the Mets uh, look at even better than they already are. So keep the faith. Let's go Mets. And uh, uh, we'll see you out there on yep, Saturday. See, and see you tonight. And see you tonight. Bye. Bye.